uh, at the end. So uh, this is Robert Brathe, and I'm here today with Jesse Gardner from Plastic Mind Design. Welcome. Hey, thank you. We're very happy to have you. So uh, tell us a little bit about your company. Uh, so what I do is uh, I focus a lot on design, mm -hmm. um, specifically um, user interaction, user interface design. Um, I do a lot of layout, um, you know, helping companies figure out how best to help users do what they need to do with their products. Yeah, so. Fantastic. And uh, how did you get here? What would, tell us a little bit about your background before you started your company. Um, so I started the company back in 2005, mm -hmm. um, had a kind of a brief hiatus um, in 2010 when I started, when I worked for um, AMC Networks for a couple of years, and um, then I worked for a company called Simply Recipes for a few years after that, and then back last year, last October, um, I actually started, kind of went back into plastic mind design. Um, so I had this time period in the beginning or kind of in the middle, but before that, I actually started Plastic Mind Design because um, I had been teaching for a while, mm -hmm. and um, I met my wife, and she was finishing up school down in Philadelphia, so we grew up in the Capital District, and um, but we got married and moved down there so she could finish up schooling, and I didn't really have it. I had a job in a print shop lined up, and that fell through, so I was sort of like, well, what am I going to do? And um, so I said... I went to um, Best Buy, I think it was, and I think like three times I was supposed to have an interview and they like it, they forgot about it or like it fell off the schedule. So I was I was literally trying to decide what am I gonna do? And so I just decided I'm gonna, I, I've been doing web design since like 95 and so I decided, all right, well, let's try to make a, make a business out of this. <laughs> Great. It's, it's great to hear those stories of some of those things that didn't work out uh, the way that you intended and, and it kind of led to something else. Uh, along those lines, um, who were some of the people that inspired you uh, to go into the work that you do? Well, I met a guy, actually. Uh, I, did, I worked with him over in East Chatham, um, and he owned a, a really small kind of computer training place. And um, he, he gave me a job when I was working uh, when, I, when I was going to college I was home for the summers and so he gave me a job and uh, that kind of allowed me to get into web design before I even really understood what it was you know I started messing around with HTML back then um, and he helped me I think get into the industry kind of taught me what were some you know got me hooked up with movable type which was a content management system that I got heavily involved with when I when I started off um, plastic mind design and so he he certainly helped me out, uh, out a lot. And then when I started Plastic Mind Design, <clears throat> I actually really knew nothing. I had no business background. I mean, I've been a teacher for a long time. And so then, <laughs> so then I'm trying to figure out, well, what am I going to do? Uh, I didn't know how much to charge. I didn't know uh, what was normal. Mm -hmm. like, even contracts, I believe, I knew none of this stuff. And... Um, Fortunately, I happened to um, meet some really incredible people. There was a guy named Dan Mall who is fantastic uh, creative director. Has you know worked at, for some very large properties before. Um, and I actually met him at a coffee shop, and he was playing. His band was playing. Uh, he was part of a band, and and I got talking with him, and he said, you know, you should connect with people. Go to South by Southwest. And so I went down there, and a couple of people actually just really took me under their wing and um, introduced me to some really 
in really smart people that were doing some incredible things. And I think that inspired me a lot to, to try to give back because those people who really didn't know me all that well, introducing me to people, showing me what normal was, talking about their projects, uh, you know, that stuff helped me out tremendously. And so that's what I've been trying to do too. Fantastic. Uh, you mentioned one of the things you emphasize is uh, UI UX design. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about some of that work that you do and maybe some of the trends in that field. So the thing about <clears throat> user interface design is it's this intersection, I think, of design uh, as a, you know, moving pixels or whatever around on the screen with um, with strategy and also with human psychology in a sense. Because you're, you're asking the question, what what are people expecting here? And so data feeds into that, um, having maybe a, a good sense of what people, uh, how people use websites, how people will interact with applications and things like that. So there's, there's a, I think, a couple of different disciplines that all uh, intersect here. And sometimes that's difficult to explain to people because, you know, when you say web design, they think, you know, you make WordPress templates or something. Mm -hmm. um, and so a big part of what I do is um, talking with clients and figuring out, number one, what they're trying to accomplish. And then like one level deeper, what are their users trying to accomplish and how can we uh, find the marriage of those two things and, and help users ultimately uh, <clears throat> get what they need to get done done and do it in a way that is unique for that particular client. Great. Uh, in my college classes, we talk a lot about the importance of integrated marketing communications. And I think that ties in well with a lot of the work you do around brand identity, design, and strategy. So talk a little bit about you know, the importance of that and making sure that your marketing and all your communication tools, uh, whether it's your website or your blog, really should work together. It's, I mean, that's about coherence, I think. Sure. Um, one of the things that I, I tell a lot of, and, and I think small businesses especially sometimes struggle with this um, because they they don't often think about all of the different components as working together. But I, I just told somebody the other day, I said, you know, if, if you have a Facebook page or if you have a blog or something and and you're really good at this one thing, but then over here on your blog, you, you there's not there's not a coherence between uh, the, the quality of work. Like, like you're good at this field, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you're the best in the area at, at this particular thing. But then on your blog, it looks like you really haven't got, given it a lot of thought or you haven't put a lot of effort into it. It, it kind of, I, I think, speaks this message of inconsistency. You're, you're telling people with the product that you make that I'm really good and I care about the details, but then over here I don't. And and so to me that there's uh, thinking about brand and thinking about the way that you communicate with people needs to be really holistic. You know, you need to be um, uh, intentional about the way that you talk about things. The, the way that you present yourself is a huge part of marketing and a part of sales. You know, uh, the stories that we tell people about ourselves is a big part because you're educating the customer often as well you know they don't really know what to expect and so if you tell them you can expect from me I'm paying attention to these things then I think that goes a long way great again we're here today with Jesse Gardner from Plastic Mind Design and we're actually talking to him at the Troy Innovation Garage so talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the advantages of doing business here in the area uh, whether it's Troy the capital region overall and, and then what's so appealing do you think for yourself and maybe for 
uh, other business owners to come here? Sure, sure. Um, I think there's there's a couple of levels to that question. I think number one, like um, I, I work from home, um, or I can work from home. Sure. I work remotely, and so I I often uh, you know I, I decided to come to this Troy Innovation Garage because it's a co-working space and and I need to be around people. I need to have uh, I need to hear different perspectives. I need to have myself challenged. I need it's good to be able to have people to bounce ideas off of. So getting kind of out of my own head is is one layer of why I'm, I'm here at the Troy Innovation Garage specifically. Um, but I also find, like, Troy is an interesting place for me. There's such, um, there's so much diversity. Um, I do this project called Troy Stories, and I walk around and I, and I interview people. It's kind of a nod to Humans of New York. I'm definitely inspired by that. But I walk all around Troy and I, and I, uh, I get to meet people up in Lansingburg and South Troy and RPI and downtown, and it's just so interesting to me to see all the different types of people and the convergence of, like, the similarities and the differences, right? Um, everybody's trying to accomplish certain things and to kind of see the overlap of some of that stuff is really inspiring to me because at the end of the day, especially with user interface design, I'm about design, I'm about the, the overlap of humanity and technology. Sure. And so being able to meet all different kinds of people, think about what's driving them, what's motivating them, and then think about ways that you know technology can assist that or help in that way. It seems like a natural fit for me. Great. Uh, one of the things I always like throwing out to guests is uh, I've got this acronym, Time, Energy, Money, Power, Opportunity. And if you can create those for people or create them in your own life, it, it can make your business even stronger. So what are some tips you have for you know, how you manage your t- time as a business owner or, or your energy? Because as you know, when you work for yourself, you're, you're always working. So, <laughs> so what, are, what are kind of some of the ways you keep yourself motivated and productive? Um, well, fortunately, you know, ever since I was young, I, I always envisioned myself as, as wanting to be like Leonardo da Vinci, who had, you know, science and art and all of those different things and so being curious is a huge part especially for me anyway sure it's a huge part of what motivates me um just trying to figure out how things work and how and and how people think so curiosity is is a big part of that um i don't know if i've mastered the art of balancing networking with being productive sure um i i early on i think it was um I remembered this, but but back in October when I started this back up again, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to get 40 billable hours a, a week. <laughs> and of course, you know, I, I look back over the last couple of months and I'm like, man, I can I can just barely get like 30. And so that kind of surprised me. Um, and so I guess there's this balance where I'm trying to meet people and connect and and. Um, and interact with people, but also struggle with, you know, like, I, at the same time, like, it's good to talk about stuff, and it's good to meet with people, but at the same time, I need to be productive as well, so I don't think I've unlocked that part of it yet, so. Um, I, I think another thing that has been really helpful for, for me, um, it's important to talk about not just what you do, but what you want to do more of. Mm-hmm. Right, because and and that's a big part of a storytelling. I sure. think because the things you say about yourself shapes the way that people think about you, and so that's that's huge for me because I do a lot of different things. Right, 
Um, and I think a lot of us do a lot of different things. Of course. But what we talk about is is going to shape what people are, are thinking about because that's what's dominating the conversation. Great. Uh, I always like hearing stories of maybe a challenge you had to overcome or a, a difficulty that helped shape your business as it is today. Cause, so can you think of uh, you know, one or two short stories to share about an opportunity that helped you pivot your business or maybe change your approach uh, to make your business the way it is today? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I think experience is such a big part of <laughs> of life. I guess one of the one of the stories that that stands out in my mind is um, I was working as a subcontractor for this agency, and uh, and I agreed on a price for doing something. I think it was like three thousand dollars for this big blog network that I was working on, and um, and I was doing it all. I was heading up client calls. I was doing all of the work, the design, the the coding, and all of this stuff. And I happened to get CC'd on the original contract with a client and found out that they were getting $25,000 for it. And I had agreed to three, so I, you know, I went to them and I said, I'll do it for that. But that, I think, helped me understand the value of what I was doing. Sure. And uh, you know, in, in moments like that, I think, <laughs> sort of helped me understand a little bit more that, that there is value in the work that I was doing. Because I think, especially when, when you know, when you start a business, a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what's normal. You don't know what people are willing to pay. You don't know where the value lies, I guess. Um, understanding the value that you bring. And I hadn't really thought in those terms of like the value that I was bringing to this, you know, agency or this, you know, customer, this client. And I think that helped me pivot and think more about, um, thinking in terms, less in terms of like the hours that I'm working and more in terms of the value that I'm bringing to, um, you know, the customer or the client. Fantastic. Uh, again, this is Robert Brathay and we're talking with Jesse Gardner of Plastic Mind Design. You started uh, your business around the same time I started mine and I see a lot of similarities in our travels along the way. Uh, tell me how, um, you know, if, if a client wanted to work with you, kind of your approach and then kind of onboarding them or potentially seeing if they'd be a good client, uh, how... How, if I, if I wanted to come work with you and have you uh, do some brand identity work, what would that process look like to start to get to know me as a potential client? Yeah, I try to be pretty selective, um, you know, because I it's just me. You know, I don't have an agency that I'm kind of feeding work into. Um, so I try to be selective about the work that I do. So a big part of this is, is that initial conversation. And typically what I like to do is um, I like to sit down and... Uh, listen, do a lot of probing questions, figure out like, is what I do a good fit for you? Because I, you know, everybody, I have a lot of, uh, a rather wide network and a lot of people, you know, have computer needs. And, um, and so somebody will come to me and say, hey, you know, I need a WordPress theme. And, you know, maybe I could do that, but that's probably not going to be, you know, that that's not going to be the strength that I have. And there are other people who can probably do it less expensively than I can. Um, but then I'll talk with somebody and it sounds like they need a little bit more clarity around uh, their design strategy and, and their site's a bit larger and, and there's some spaghetti under the covers like they, they're trying to untangle these difficult problems and so um, so then once once we do that then I'll try to get a sense of their budget you know I, I usually don't try to jump to the budget question because I, I want to understand what they're trying to accomplish and so I listen and um, then I figure out where their budget is at because 
you know, I think practically speaking, all of us, especially if we're contractors, it's like there's a there's a level at which I need to have projects be a certain size or else it's going to be too much back and forth and it's not going to be sustainable for my life or my family. And, um, uh, you know, and, and I'm and I'm primarily looking for people who are going to value um, attention to detail, high quality work and somebody that, you know, I enjoy working with, frankly, you know, because life's too short to work with people you don't like working with so great uh, a lot of entrepreneurs read a lot what what are some of your uh, whether it's long-form books or uh, magazines what, what do you find are the things that you gravitate to in terms of kind of keeping your mind fresh and full of new ideas it's really people-centric I would say um, you know thankfully I, I've I've been able to meet a lot of really talented people and um, my friend Dan Maul, uh, I mentioned him earlier, he, he writes a lot about um, creative design and strategy, uh, probably one of the smartest people I know, um, and so I read everything that he writes. Um, my friend Cameron Maul is a phenomenal writer. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people are writing really interesting things on Medium, so I'll, I'll kind of peruse that. And, sure. and so in terms of the industry, I try to, to stay up to speed by staying on top of, of um, that kind of network of people and what they're writing about and the challenges that they're facing. Um, I, think it was, I think it was Pablo Picasso who said that when art students get together, they talk about form and, uh, and art and you know, philosophy. But when artists get together, they talk about where to find cheap turpentine. <laughs> and so... So I, I, I like the boots on the ground approach because it's really like th these are the actual problems that we're dealing with when we're you know working with our clients and so that's the kind of stuff that's really valuable to me. Great, uh, you mentioned a lot about networking and how you've met people and the importance of you know like a shared office space like here. Uh, what are what what are your some tips that you have for uh, maybe somebody just getting started out of, of good ways to network and meet people that are like minded or potential clients? Yeah, I would say I'm. From my own personal experience, don't be afraid to spend money to go to events that are right in the center of what you you want to be doing or what you're interested in. There are a lot of fantastic conferences out there, and uh, I have met. I, I, I went the first year I went to South by Southwest. I ended up staying at a house with um, probably with four guys, two of which I've actually done tremendous projects with and have become really lifelong friends of mine. So um, I, I don't be afraid. I think when I first started, I was thinking like, I have to foot the bill to go to South by Southwest. I got to pay for the, the hotel. I've got to, you know, there's all of these things that, that as, a, as an independent you know, business owner, you're nervous about. But man, spend money on that. And then don't be afraid to skip conferences or skip the actual sessions. Like sure. I would go out and like literally walk around the town with some really intelligent people, and, and that was um, a big part of it. Another thing that helped me out tremendously was I had a network of, of um, people that I, we were working on the same platform together, and, um, and I was a designer. I got started in Photoshop, um, and I didn't have a lot of development background, so what I did was I said, I know design, I don't know development that well. I see that development is going to be the thing that's paying a lot of, you know, more money than, than design. There's, all, there's good designers out there. So I went to really accomplished developers and I said, I'm going to do your site 
you know, your site needs help. I'm going to design your website for free as long as you like teach me the best practices of how to put this all together. And that paid off in spades because what ended up happening was even though it cost me early on, I did the work with them and number one, I got to learn about how to do best practices for development, like how these guys are doing it. And then secondly, um, they were doing work with tremendous clients. Like one of them, one of the guys that I helped was doing work with NASA and Boeing. And so I ended up getting pulled in on a project for Boeing early on in my career. And I mean, that's something that you can reference to other clients and that helps sort of set your trajectory in terms of, you know, the projects that you're going to be working on and filling out your portfolio and stuff like that. So that, it, it was, uh, that made a huge difference early on for me. Fantastic. I, I always like asking the question because I love it here. I've been here eight years and, uh, of uh, what do you think this capital region needs? I think there's a lot of people who, if they knew how vibrant uh, the startup community was up here, what do you think would be uh, some good opportunities for people uh, to bring something you would really enjoy to see here in the capital region? I think the capital region needs a, a tech conference, frankly. Um, there are a lot of groups. There's like AIGA, Hack 518, uh, ACE just had a, an event here. There's like one million cups. I'm meeting all of these incredible groups that are doing these like meetups and you know creatives, uh, coffee with creatives, or cocktails with creatives. There's like all of these interesting little events that are you know 20, 30 people and stuff like that. I think having an actual proper event where you brought in some you know big name speakers that could come to a place like RPI or or some place that could you know could get four or five, six hundred people, um, I think it would be tremendous because that would draw out these creative crowds that have these almost like niches. There's like these little clicks. And I remember coming up here not knowing any of this stuff, mm -hmm. having been connected, you know, in the larger uh, web development community um, and then and then coming up here and being surprised at how, how vibrant the community was, but how fragmented it was. So an event like that, I think, could help um, steal, you know, kind of bring them, up, bring people all together, and say, oh, "You, you do, and I do," and and you know, help encourage people. I think in that way. Terrific. Again, we're talking with Jesse Gardner of Plastic Mind Design. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the um, type of clients or the type of projects you work on or would like to work on. As you mentioned, you know, a good thing to always uh, aspire to is talk about the things you'd like to spend more time on. So give mm -hmm. us a a sense of some of the work you've enjoyed and maybe some uh, examples of the type of work that you've uh, really done for some of these clients. Sure. So um, I'm doing work right now with, um, with a couple of larger um, web applications and you know their, their work, their user workflow is, is kind of a mess and so part of what I've done is come in and, and help uh, define goals, business goals, uh, what are the key performance metrics that you're trying to get out of any kind of redesign that we might do? Define the user stories, um, kind of go through that and help them get get better clarity around what it is they want to accomplish. Um, also, bringing like data data to inform the design decisions. Data driven design is something that I'm a big fan of, and it's it's surprising to me how few clients actually measure their users and the way people interact with their site and that to me just seems like low-hanging fruit um, especially since it's so so easy to, to implement so um, uh, I, 
I'm working with some of those types of clients. I also have been working with a lot of um, journalists and bloggers mm. um, because I have a history with working with blogging. Sure. Um, and so I've got one project right now uh, that will uh, working with uh, kind of this journalist advocacy group that I think is going to uh, be important just in the larger sense of you know culture and society at large. And so. That's to me really interesting. Um, taking projects that aren't just fun technically, but also have um, more of a societal impact, a larger um, impact on the world at large. And, and so I'm, I'm I'm looking for those kind of clients where it's it's not just um, you know it's not just something that is fun and interesting, but also um, more meaningful in the larger sense of the world. Good. Uh, well, one more question for you, and then I always like wrapping up our shows with giving you an opportunity to tell us how to get in touch with you, the best uh, social sure. networks to connect with you on. Sure. So tell, uh, for somebody, you mentioned, you know, helping people communicate their stories. What might be two tips for somebody who might be not getting a lot of traffic to their blog or really doesn't know right length, right content? Do I do pictures? Do I do video? For somebody who wants to kind of get their word out there in, in visual and written form, what are what are maybe a couple of tips for a blogger that you might have? I think go where the people are is a big a big part of it. Um, you know, there's this kind of matrix where, you know, if you can find the thing that you love to do, the thing you're the best in the world at, and the thing that the market needs, the convergence of those things is really where you find a lot of, you're going to be able to find a lot of value, I think. Um, and so... The hardest part of that matrix, I think, is is finding out what the market specifically needs sure. or wants. And so, uh, a friend of mine recommended to me one time, like, if you want to be good at a thing, be good at curating stuff about that thing. So, uh, starting off, um, uh, you know, starting off curating the stuff that you're interested in, and you will, ironically, you'll get perceived as being an expert. In that sure. thing because you're curating it and so people will come to you because they see you curating it and then they'll start um, and and just by curating it you'll pick up patterns you'll start to learn about who's doing well and then you'll start to be able to measure why they're doing well and you'll start to be able to f figure that stuff out and and then in doing that I think you can then translate that into you start to become an expert and then just by the nature of, of looking and observing, you start to become good at it. And then, um, and, and so that's a big part, I think, of helping people um, figure out where, you know, where the market is because you're, you're observing it and then pretty soon you, you become an expert yourself. Um, and then I think it, and, and a, once, you, once you figure out where the people are, then I think just start telling your story in a way that um, is meaningful and it's a way that's meaningful to them. I often say, you know, like, I, I've done a lot of things in my life. Right now, um, I, I, I landed a, a project with somebody, and I remember talking with a guy, and I've known him for a long time, and he said to me, uh, he asked me what I was doing, so I explained to him the web component of it, and he, and he said, I just thought you were doing chickens and fruit trees and stuff like that, because that's what I'm talking about on Facebook, because that's the thing that I love, Sure, but I'm certainly not making money doing that. So when I'm telling people that story, uh, I have to I have to keep in mind that, you know, the, the people who I want to, to work with, they don't really care too much that I'm, you know, raising chickens. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so so having a con coherent and, and relevant uh, 
story is important as well. So fantastic. So to wrap things up today uh, with Jesse, uh, tell us, um, you know, your, your uh, website and uh, maybe some best ways to get in touch with you on social media to, to start the conversation. Sure, sure. My, my website is plasticmind.com. Um, I write about uh, faith and love and technology and all different kinds of things there. Um, I'm really active on Facebook, um, but that is a smattering of all different kinds of things, mm-hmm. both political and religious and technical and, and personal. Uh, Instagram, I am pretty active on, but that's usually um, that's usually like just pictures of my life. Uh, TroyStories.com is also, uh, I'm very active there. I'm sharing stories about, um, you know, people that live around Troy. Um, and Twitter is usually, Twitter is also Plastic Mind. And I talk a lot about um, uh, technology and stuff there. So that's a good place to, to chat with me about, about technology. Great. So uh, thank you, Jesse Gardner from Plastic Mind Design. And uh, it's 2017. Hopefully we'll have you back again and, and hear what's going on. Thanks so right. much thank for your time. Thank you very today. much. Yeah.